what's up everybody welcome in welcome in welcome to the bad takes podcast uh my name is christian i'm here with skylar hey guys what's up here with chris what's up <laughs> and uh we're here to we're here to talk about some uh some running backs today we got our our top 24 running back ranks we'll probably do the first 12 today and save the the second half for uh the next podcast but yeah how you guys doing tonight you guys doing all right doing great man doing great my eyes are bleeding from trying to figure out uh where to put these running backs but doing good <laughs> it was fun dude going through these uh it was it was really fun i i didn't realize i was as high or as low on some of these guys until you like put them actually in a list and and can physically see them all yeah for sure all right, so before we get into it, uh, I actually have a quick question for you guys. Uh, my quick question today, since we're talking about running backs, my quick question is, what is your favorite attribute that you look for in a fantasy running back? This can apply to like a, a redraft almost thing, or it could apply to the incoming rookies that you're looking at. Like, What are you looking for in a fantasy running back for your team? Chris, why don't you take this one, lead us off? Uh, for me personally, uh, what I look for in running back quality is that that's the question, right? Quality. Any kind of attribute. Attribute. All right. Um, so what I look for is uh, pass catching ability, honestly. And for for PPR, that just kind of sets it up uh, real nice. That it's like a, you know, there's obviously some guys that are are super talented, like the Henrys. Um. Cook kind of almost falls into that, but he gets enough pass catches to make him relevant. Um, and obviously, not relevant, but elite. He gets enough uh, carries to be elite. Um, but that, that pass catching ability, especially in the RB2 range and RB3 range, it, it really you know skyrockets some guys um, who, who, who can be more consistent, who get maybe five targets a game. Like, like a guy like J.D. McKissick can be fantasy relevant, even though everybody... You know, I'm pretty sure he had the most targets this year as a running back. So, yeah, that makes sense, Cheap. especially because of PPR. Cheaper value too, I think. Honestly, what do you think, Sky? Um, yeah, I mean, running back's a difficult position because you know the things that you would really think that you like want, like, I mean, we all want running backs that have a really good vision. Right, but like that's hard to quantify uh, from a fantasy perspective. I think for me, uh, the number one thing I would look for is probably, I mean, probably start with BMI. I want to make sure my guys, you know, check check the size boxes. Uh, are they heavy enough? Are they tall enough? Like, at some, I mean, at some point. What are you looking for, Chris? <laughs> the BMI. I mean, I'm, I'm, you, I'm about to explain. Let him explain. <laughs> Are you a scout? <laughs> I'm just messing. Good. It well, I mean, in me. you know, in Dynasty, me. in Dynasty, when we're talking about prospects and we're talking about drafting guys, I think, I think when we start to look at the running back position, it's important to make sure guys are going to hold up, right? Like we see some of these smaller guys get drafted in the league. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a good example at the end of last year. He's on the smaller end of the spectrum. Yeah, he's a little bit more of a stout guy, but he's still pretty small, and he took a beating this past year, right? Mm -hmm. and, I mean, 
was nicked up because of it. So, like, I mean, I just uh, you t- you took the best answer, right? Which is like in a PPR league, the number one thing you want to look for is guys who catch passes, or you want to be focused on guys in offenses where they're going to be getting lots of touches. But those are those are obvious answers. I think on the yeah. edges, like. I, there's just not very many anomaly players at the running back position, mm-hmm. right? Like the Zeke Elliott's, the Nick Chubbs, the Saquon Barkley's, like even Kamara, like yeah. Kamara. They, I mean, they, like they check that box. And the more, I mean, more oftentimes when we're like, oh, like we're going to like try and find a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't like fit, fit that box necessarily. And like, we're like, oh, it's going to happen. Like it, it might not, you know? All right, so let's keep rolling through. Let's uh, start with our consensus top 12 running back. So all three of us, we made our own lists. Uh, we kind of put them together, came up with a, a consensus top 12. So we'll roll through them. At number one, no surprise to anybody. Actually, our top like four or five, no surprise to anybody. But number one, we have Christian McCaffrey, uh, who was hurt, I think, the whole season. I think he played three games. I think this entire off season or entire 2020 season. Um, but yeah, we, we all have him at number one in our personal list and that's where he ended up. There's not, there's honestly not that much to say about him. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to, for me, I was like, you know what? I, I want to go against the grain and rank C, uh, CMC somewhere else, like besides number one. But then I looked at everything. I looked at, you know, two years of consistency of 16 games straight for the most part. Um, and, and it's just hard. It's hard. I couldn't find a reason not to rank him number one over, over some of the guys other than like, obviously the other guys have produced this year and recency bias can come into play. Um, but Christian McCaffrey is also at 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of these yeah, other so guys on the top of the list are, pushing that without any major injury like you know an acl otherwise saquon might be might be there yeah no i mean i look at christian mccaffrey uh and in his healthy games he was still so much better than any other running back uh when he was healthy this last year and i don't have any reason to believe his injuries are going to be nagging so until i until we get 6 or 8 games into next season and mccaffrey is still struggling uh i'll i'll reevaluate the, I'll reevaluate this ranking but i mean unless something crazy happens between now and the start of the 2021 season uh he is going to be the running back one yep all right let's uh let's go to number 2 on our consensus uh we had a little bit of difference with this one Number two is Dalvin Cook. I think both of you guys had him at number two on your rankings. I had him, I think I had him down at number four. Yeah, so, and it's not so much that I dislike Dalvin Cook. It's just, I mean, these next three, Alvin Kamara, Saquon, I feel like they're all kind of interchangeable. But why do you guys keep him at number two over the other guys? Yeah, I put Cook at two. I mean, I just think right now he's kind of at the apex, so... Some people might be looking at Cook and say this is the perfect sell now window. Um, but like he is married to a coach who you know wants to run the football and play defense. Uh he is utilized in the passing game well and he went I mean, averages about five yards of carry. 
gets 80 or 85% of his team's work. His head and shoulders better than his backups. Nobody is coming to take touches away from him. Um, yeah, like, I think there are legitimate concerns. We're going to get to them. I think there are legitimate concerns with Kamara, and Saquon has the torn knee. Mm-hmm. And so my thing was I had concerns about Cook, too, just his injury. I mean, I think he only missed three games this past season, but, I mean, there's there's still missed games. I mean, he doesn't lack the talent. Yeah, I mean, on a fantasy points per game basis, Cook was the second best running back in the league this year. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. Yeah, well, really, what really helped Kamara was that 60-point game at the end. Otherwise, I think they'd be averaging something pretty close. You know, and I, I as much as I like Kamara, it's hard to rank him, you know, off his average because of that 60-point game, which was like, what, three, I mean, three 20-point three mm-hmm. games? Like, two, so his average, I think, was like 27 fantasy points in our PPR league with first down bonuses. Um <clears throat> but yeah, for me the the only reason I, I mean these guys are a fraction of a hair within each other for me. You know, I would love to have Camara, I'd love to have the CMC, I'd love to have Cook and that's where it stops. <laughs> <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh but you know, the big hit is if Breeze retires, which it looks at least signs are pointing that way. Um, that that Camara had 80, 83 receptions, this eighty three targets this year, I think, or maybe it was receptions. And so it kind of gets me into my point where where I put Cook two because of that Drew Brees, mm-hmm. that Phil Rivers, you know, check down, um, not being there as often in my eyes. When when Taysom Hill was in, uh, I, I it seemed that we saw a lot more of him running the ball. And he obviously he's he's good at that. He's averaging five yards a carry, but you know when he's running the ball or when he's catching the ball, it, it's looking a lot a lot better, breaking for like nine yards to nine to ten yards. Yeah, a, well, let's get catch, into our, so. our number three, uh, Camara. I think you hit it pretty good. I mean, his he's an excellent running back, and the only concern is just the the situation he's in. Literally, that's. I think that's the only. Yeah, the only quarterback concern. play. Yeah. Yeah, in age. I mean, again, he's no spring chicken. Uh, you know, again, not someone that's. He's he's not retiring anytime soon. But he, you he'll know, be twenty six, I think, next year. 20, right? Yeah, gonna be twenty six, or I think he's twenty five right now. Um, and I mean, the workload concerns are real. Uh, Breeze targeted running backs on twenty eight or twenty nine percent of his dropbacks over the last. Uh, like two or three seasons, and Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, it's it's like an eight or nine percent drop from Breeze. So, I mean, if you're talking about someone like Kamara, you know, who is maybe getting you know six to eight targets a game, they're potentially looking at going down to three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, now his efficiency could stay crazy high. I mean, that's always been a highlight for him, but you know. Yeah, Kamara had, I just saw this right now, he had 21 total touchdowns this season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he had, it was the six, was, did he have, how many touchdowns did he have that 60-point game? Six. Six, yeah. right. I mean, so, like, like as much regression... as I wanted to, that's not going to happen again. <laughs> I, well, I mean, we were, we were just talking about this earlier. Uh, you know, the most fantasy points ever were scored this past season. 
Mm-hmm. And, yeah, points will definitely be down next year. Totally. Yeah, I would. I mean, listen, fingers crossed they're not, and we just have another like awesome explosion explosion of a fantasy season. But you know, if things if things regress, like guys are going to come back down to earth a little bit from what we saw this past year. Mm-hmm. Let's uh let's go to number four, Saquon Barkley on our consensus. Uh, he obviously suffered a pretty gnarly injury uh, early on in the season. Um, I think everything's pointing to he's going to be just fine. So yeah, re- yeah where you guys I, sit with Saquon? Yeah, I mean, I th- Saquon. If I mean, if if the health gets cleared, uh, I could see him and Kamara switching spots. Mm-hmm. You know, one like once the once the videos start once the videos start coming out this this spring summer, uh, you know, we saw what Jason Garrett did with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I'm not saying Saquon is is Zeke, um, but I we just I mean like we know they're gonna feature him. Uh, and you know he's talented. We know he's athletic. Like, right, he's exactly. So like, so yeah. I mean, the the arrow's up. You know, as as long as he recovers from the knee injury, it's yeah. Okay. And I I agree with that. You know that he's just too talented to 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 not come back from this, and too athletic and too dr- driven to to not come back from this. The biggest question though for me is that the New York offense, the New York team built around him, and when he's a focal point against defenses and, and you got your best receiver being Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram with Daniel Jones throwing the ball. It, it's, it's just hard, man. If he was on a better, a somewhat better team, like offensively minded, he'd be one, you know, it just, it just sucks. Yeah. We've seen yeah. him have success though in this, in this bad offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had, he had his great year when, when literally all the guys that you were just like, yeah, those guys suck. Well, they were mm-hmm. sucking while, while he was having an amazing rookie, rookie year. year. Yeah, which I think why even with this injury, injury, we still have him, uh, we still have him up there, and and we wouldn't be surprised if he finished number one overall. So right, let's uh, yeah, let's I, go I to just, number. I just love to see New York get some more talent around him. Just yeah, to, yeah, for well, sure. Works, Take some pressure gonna, off him. We're gonna see what happens in the draft too. Yep. Let's go to uh, our number five. Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, yeah, I mean, Zeke was a no-brainer here for me. Uh, he was the running back three, uh, running back three slash four in fantasy points per game before Zeke got hurt. Uh, before the offensive line literally like must have been all in the same car riding together when they got in a horrible car accident. <laughs> uh. Like, I mean, seriously, like, they literally lost their left tackle, their right tackle, their right guard, their center. Like, I I don't know what else they're supposed to do. I mean, I think at the end of the season, we kind of saw them get rolling. I am a little worried about Pollard. And Zeke is getting up there. He's going to be 26 next year. Um, But if Zeke churned out 280 carries for... 1100 yards and 10 touchdowns with 60 catches for 500 yards and five touchdowns. Would I be shocked? No. Mm-hmm. Right. If he had just one last, like really solid RB one season. Uh, Cause we've seen it and, before. Right. And, and I mean, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't want to make any crazy comparisons, but Zeke hasn't had any of the nagging injuries. 
Um, and so, and he's a big, he's a big guy. There's no reason he, and he can cut, he's got soft hands. He, he could hang around. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely don't think he's a premium. I mean, I think, you know, this is, I think there's a tier break here. Yeah. Um, like, I think it's the top four guys. Uh, and then it's tear break. Like no matter who it is, like if you like Derrick Henry, if you like Jonathan Taylor, if you like uh, any of those guys, um, I think Jonathan Taylor. It, that, that's a different question. We'll get there. He could be up there, but but Zeke still good, definitely crawling down, but still solid, deserving the spot. I mean, even with the crappy quote unquote crappy performance he had this year, he still finished number eight in fantasy points scored. So. Him at number yeah, five for... with with a healthier team, I might be too low. <laughs> yeah, Zeke has the most questions for me though. Um, you know, when you look at rushing attempts, uh, I I kind of compared him to Derrick Henry in a sense, right? Where where their rushing attempts are, um, and Zeke has, and they were drafted in the same same year, 2016. Um, Zeke has 1,400 rushing attempts compared to Derrick Henry's. 1100 so that's like almost a whole another season on his body um at age 26 with the pollard questions i have him a little lower than projected um and it's not that he's not talented uh it's just like one of those situations where i feel like he i mean obviously he's pass catching he's going to keep him relevant um but with with pollard uh pollard's fruition i just it scares me a little bit to to rank him high uh Higher than seven. So, does your does your total uh, total carry count uh, or total touch count for those guys? Does that include the postseason? No, I haven't put that in there yet. All right, just regular season. Because I because I mean because the cow because cow- yeah exactly because the cowboy <laughs> cowboys suck. Der- Derek Henry's got at least another two hundred touches between all his playoff games. He's had all, he's had like three of them, so two hundred touches sounds about right. <laughs> All right, let's go on to uh, our next one, number six. And this might have a little bit more uh, uh, changes among us three. Nick Chubb at number six. Uh, I think me and Chris are a little bit higher than Skyler. Do you remember where you had him, Skyler? Yeah, I had Nick Chubb at uh, number nine. Number nine. And I think both Chris and myself had him at number five. Is that right, Chris? Yeah. That's right. Yep. Cool. So... Nick Chubb running back for the Browns. Um, I'll st- I I like Nick Chubb. I think he's an extremely talented back. This is his third year um, in this system, and he's had uh, kind of a, a running back tandem with him and uh, Kareem Hunt uh, going out at this past season. Um, I he had a little bit of injury concern. I think he. He was out three or four games this past season. Um, I I can't see the arrow going anywhere but up with him. Um, assuming he stays healthy, he is getting more touches as the weeks go on, um, as the system kind of starts to revolve around him, uh, less around Baker, less around the, the receiving core. It starts to become more about the running game in him. So I, that's why I have him so high. I, I only see the, the arrow pointing up from him. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, 
I wish we got those four. I mean, I wish you know, obviously injury, but I wish we got to see those four games because they're against some pretty, you know, pretty good defenses to see where he, he lands. But, but just, you know, the eye test, he, he fits it. He looks good. He, he's not getting the opportunities on the pass catching ability. He mm-hmm. had 18 targets and caught 16 of them. Um, so I, I mean, I'd love to see, see more passes, honestly. Uh, the only problem with Hunt being in the way, Hunt's obviously talented, but I would love to see uh, a three-down back out of him. And then that's that's what I'm, you know, I see like a cook a cook esque kind of guy. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I would just like to apologize to Jonathan Taylor uh, for my uh, co-host's, um, you know, ineptitude in rankings. Uh, come on, guys. Like, 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 from a bare minimum standpoint, this this should have been Jonathan Taylor on all of our lists. Uh, I love Nick Chubb. He's great. Uh, but his ceiling is Derrick Henry, uh, tops. And, um, yeah, I mean, he stopped looking at me like that. Like, at some point, the guy's got to stay healthy, right? Yeah, I, listen, when I put football on and watch the game, I want to watch Nick Chubb run over people. It's fun. He's a great runner. There is no hate in my house for Nick Chubb. But he's just not I, – I, he, I don't ever see him as a – like, he doesn't catch enough passes. 18 targets. Even – I mean, this year – I mean, I think Derrick Henry had 32 targets this year. Right? Well, I mean, I can't I... – I can't speak to uh, Baker. <laughs> and I mean, and at some and at some point, like Kareem Hunt was good, and but but I don't like I don't see the war the magical workload that's gonna like exist to make Nick Chubb better. He's incredible. Set it and forget it. RB one. I just think he has a little bit of a cap ceiling. You're. I don't think you're ever gonna catch very many like if he scored 45 points in his fantasy career i'd be shocked because i just don't think he catches enough pass like i don't think he's ever going to give me eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown on the ground and i feel like i feel like there's a lot of running like jonathan taylor potentially has that upside right um so like that that's where I am with Chubb. I, I get it. Like, again, all these guys at the degree of separation. Um, I just absolutely was talking about this earlier with the guys off air, but like this is all kind of new to all of us. But when I've been doing my rankings, I've just been kind of starting with the trade machine, and so I start running it through my head, and it's like if I own Derrick Henry and I get a trade for Jonathan Taylor, I got to think about that, right? I know what Derrick Henry is. I know what Derrick Henry is going to give me, depending on the structure of my team, where I'm at. Am I was I winning the championship last year? Was I losing? Was I in the playoffs? Whatever, you know, <clears throat> some of that's going to matter. If you send me a trade of Nick Chubb for Jonathan Taylor straight up, I am hitting accept and running out the door screaming. No, yeah, I completely agree. Um, the only question with Jonathan Taylor is the same for. Montgomery's last stretch of games. Um, Nick Chubb did have a very comparable season to Derrick Henry last year with targets. He had 30 targets last 2019. 
Um, but if the coaching staff obviously doesn't doesn't see him as a pass catcher, then then he's gonna he's gonna drop down my list. Let's uh let's go to the next guy. Uh number seven, Derek, the aforementioned Derek Henry. Um he is gonna be twenty seven seven next season? Gonna be twenty seven, yeah. Twenty seven next season. So he's he's getting up there a little bit. Oh, he just turned twenty seven, yeah. So he's getting up there a little bit, but I mean you can't you can't find a, a better just pure runner just absolutely destroying guys. So I, I think we kinda have to give him that that credit. He finished uh number two in fantasy points, to, total fantasy points this past season, um, not including playoffs. <laughs> so number four in fantasy points per game. So again, just another great season from Henry. Mm-hmm. And this season he did it early. Yeah. You know, I know I, the last couple of years he had been a really kind of a late, a late guy, really pushing you in the playoffs and towards the end of the season. This year he had a really strong September, I feel like September, but then there was kind of a lull in the midseason. Um, mm. He he's a stud. I mean, is he Benjamin Button? He's uh, his yards per carry are going <laughs> up. Yeah, like yeah. two thousand <laughs> yards on the ground this past season. Right. So so the question at some point is 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 he Benjamin Button? Uh, is he an alien? And if the aliens come, do we enlist him to fight for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his only his only knock is just the fact that we're a PPR league and and he doesn't catch the ball. He's a runner, so yeah. And uh, so like like the rushing attempts with the playoff series, I looked it up. They don't. Derrick Henry has a hundred and thirty eight rushing attempts. Zeke like got 30. Uh, 40, 40, oh, yeah. 45 or something. So it's still significant, like a season less almost. You know. Yeah. In my eyes, so 27, um, with the with you know Demarco Murray, I believe was there before him, and so he didn't get much opportunity in his first couple of years, and and for me that's that's why I have Henry. Uh, Henry gets as long as this you know the coaching staff stays the same and and they they want to run the ball and play defense. Uh, Henry's just a machine, man. Uh, I'm hoping for more receiving value, but that's why I have Zeke ahead of him because I see these guys in the same same boat. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to uh, some of our more controversial guys. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, I feel like I'm going to be doing more talking here because I was the only – you both had him at six. I had him down at eight. So two whole spots lower than you uh- guys. Um, the only, I mean, he's fantastic. I drafted him in our rookie draft. I love Jonathan Taylor. The only one hundred one, though. Uh, not one hundred two. One hundred one or one hundred two. I don't know. I had those first two draft picks. Um, the I well, a couple knocks in their little nitpickies. Just one, he's a rookie, so I just I think I label him as like the wait and see. Like obviously he had a great year. Just want to see it again. Just want to make sure it wasn't a a blip. And then two, a lot of the offensive changes with Philip Rivers leaving, possibly a new quarterback coming in, maybe Reich moves the system a little bit, rely more on the quarterback. You never know. Just a lot of question marks. Not that he's super low. I mean, top ten is still fantastic. So that's all I have to say on. I still love him, and I'm sure he's going to be higher next year. Yeah, yeah, for me, I mean, when you watch the games. 
I invested in them, so I started watching Indiana, <laughs> the Colts play football. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it just seemed like something clicked, clicked after week 12. He was seeing the hole better, had some sort of vision. Uh, I mean, he always had the explosion. It was just, you know, the questions of Trent Richardson, like running into to, to guys back or just running into guys and not seeing holes. Um, that's kind of like he got labeled that early by the fantasy community because of his lack of production compared to the hype. Uh, but he looked good in the second half. I, I just, I need to see it. The, it was against the, the bottom four, you know, some of the worst defenses, excluding Pittsburgh, but they're pretty, they're on like a 14 game streak of not having a bye week. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I would, I would love, I'm ready to see him next year. And he's, the ceiling. I mean, I don't. I don't know if we've seen the ceiling yet. We we don't know. So. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. I, I mean, I I gushed about Taylor earlier. He's number six in my rankings. Uh, and you know, I think he could be. Uh, he could be a lot higher. At the, uh, at the end of next year. So great prospect, great talent. Uh, excited to see what year two brings. Let's go to uh, number nine, Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders obviously uh was a hot commodity coming into the league i think this is this will be his third season um and i mean he just has a ton of question marks coaching quarterback all of it um love 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 the talent love the uh ability and the uh everything he can bring to the team just feel like he still hasn't been used the way the fantasy community wants him to be used, um, which is probably why he's lower um, on our rankings. So, probably would have won more games if they used him. <laughs> maybe. We saw splashes of it, too. We'd, we'd see where they'd just keep giving him the ball, throwing him the ball, and, and they'd have success with that. But for whatever reason, they – I mean, Peterson loved the, the committee that they would run in, in uh, yeah, P- Philadelphia. Peterson, so. Peterson was a committee guy. Yeah. Um, I had Sanders at 11, uh, so not, I mean, not terribly off this. Uh, I I was excited when they fired Peterson. I think I've cooled on Sanders just a pinch. Still very young, very talented, uh, and they are going to be getting a ton of guys back from injury, and gosh, it would be hard to have a worse quarterback situa- situation next year. Yeah. But, I mean, he has been nicked up both years now uh and that's without getting all the work um who has the worst quarterback situation the eagles or the saints oh eagles i would say eagles too uh you'd rather have Taysom hill or jane i'm i guess i guess you guys like Jameis. if you told me if you told me if you told me right now i mean yeah sorry like i mean let me wrap this up but if you told me right now jalen hurts was their starting quarterback i want hurts for fantasy but like, yeah, but you have a, which quarterback, which quarterback room? If assuming they say the same. Oh yeah. I want, the, room do you uh, have? I want the saints, the saints quarterback room. Yeah, I think so. I've seen Jameis do Jameis was quarterback four a few years ago. I've seen Jameis do it. Jameis throw 30 picks <laughs> and he was quarterback four. Like I'm, I'm anyway, we're talking, we're talking about running backs. We're talking about running All right, backs. Sorry. I just, uh, this is a question that farked in my head. Maybe we can use this for a different segment, but I'd rather. Have the Eagles, Russian value, 
Uh, I like see. I like Sanders. Uh, he's good, but I, I mean, this 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 is going to be interesting. This coach, uh, you know, again, you know, if you think they're bring, if he's coming over from the Colts, Sirianni, and the Colts use two running backs. Uh, you know, that's a big thing with Taylor too. We didn't touch on that very much with Taylor, but the Colts like to use two running backs. Um, so I like Sanders. I think, uh, he, all these guys in this tier, they, they have potential. Yep. Yeah. The biggest thing with the Colts, uh, would just had Sirianni, right? Uh, the new they coach, weren't afraid Sirianni. to use Taylor on, on third downs. It was more like hot hand series for me. Cause I've, you know, like. When you watch the Colts play, they would play, uh, like Taylor for three downs or four downs, a series like half, you know, tell you obviously was winded. So, um, that's the thing that kind of excites me, I guess, with Sanders is that he's gonna get the opportunity if he's hot, he's gonna keep playing. But I think we're gonna get to some names here in a minute that are gonna vault way over him. Yeah, and it's not gonna to, take uh, very long. Let's get to number ten, Aaron Jones, free agent Aaron Jones. He's not what's, vaulting over him. What's gonna What's gonna happen with Aaron Jones? <laughs> yeah, I think he goes somewhere else. Honestly, I mean, I, if I don't know if Arizona has the money, but I could see Aaron Jones landing there. Um, I could see him landing. Arizona, yeah. Buffalo, Miami. Where do you yeah. guys have Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. We have. Him I personally, 10. I personally, I think had I had him eleven. I had him at eight. Eight, eleven. I was the high guy. I had him at I had him at eleven as well. Is Aaron is Aaron Jones good? Oh, absolutely. Or is he a product of the Packers offense? Aaron Jones good at football. I think yeah, I give him, me Aaron I Jones him, on the 49ers, please. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I had him lower because I think it's like twenty percent Packers offense, eighty percent his talent. I think it's that's funny. where his production comes from. So, isn't it funny yeah, though? Because like, we don't know. We don't know. So, isn't it funny though? Because Rogers was so like Rogers was like way super mediocre last year, and Jones was incredible. And then Rogers was incredible this year, and Jones was still just really good. Yeah, the thing for me is his <laughs> opportunity for him. He he's he needs he needs carries, and and this year. It seemed like he was good, obviously, but he wasn't in the elite conversation because he didn't get as many carries as. Well, last know, he's year. at two hundred. Well, yeah, I mean, look, like, just look at the like. If you just think about every total offense has a pie of touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? Like Jones, I think had twenty touchdowns the season season previous, right? Like quite a few, so a high number yeah, like that. Nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> nineteen touchdowns. And then, but Rodgers probably, I think, had like 27 touchdown passes, <clears throat> right? So, that, like, together they had 46 touchdowns combined. Well, this year, I think they maybe combined had like 53. But Rodgers just had like 42 of those, right? Like, like it, like the just the way the offense got distributed this year, the touchdowns just happened to go to Rodgers, Right, Rogers was throwing short slants to Devontae Adams instead of dump offs to Jones. He did have the same amount of targets almost as last year. It'll definitely be exciting to see where he ends up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, number eleven on our list is Austin Eckler. 
running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. I have seller's regret when it comes to Austin Eckler. I love Austin Eckler. Uh, so Chris has him at number 10. Um, Skyler has him at number 10. Watch, I have him lower than everybody. Yep, I have him at number 14. Wow. <laughs> you have you have him so much lower than Sanders, but you yeah. have Settler's regret. I do. <laughs> Maybe I you need to swap do. them in your rankings. Uh, I have him lower just because of the same thing, the situation. Um, I guess, I, I mean, I have him at number 14. I can probably switch him in my little tier. I have like a tier of uh, questionable, just old guys. Um, and he's just one of them. He has uh, no head coach. He has an extremely talented quarterback who just finished his rookie year um, and is looking for a sophomore slump. Um, and then he's just, he had a, a significant injury, nothing huge, but uh, definitely notable that I think will hinder him moving forward as small as it may be. Yeah, he definitely he definitely stays up for for me in, in my rankings. Uh, he's just gonna always have some sort of value as a PPR guy. PPR for sure. Uh, um, and that just when you can run the ball and catch the ball, it it just adds so much value. Um, the upside though, I I feel like he does have a ceiling more so than some of the guys we've named ahead. Um, for me, Miles Sanders has has we don't know his ceiling yet, and so that dynasty wise, I'm taking the gamble on Sanders than what I know what I might get from Eckler. Um, but I could be wrong, you know, Eckler, Eckler's one of those guys that just goes to work every day. So, yeah, I mean, at some point, you know, I think we kind of lie to ourselves about what a ceiling is because Eckler has been the running back six in PPR. So, so like, like what more ceiling do you need? He's been the running yeah. back one, hasn't he? No, no, he didn't finish as the like I, the year he exploded two years ago. He finished as the running back six overall. Well, and behind, I mean, and, and he's talking. You're talking about that's Saquon, like that's behind Saquon in his great year. Uh, CMC in a great year. Oh, okay. uh, Zeke Zeke had a great year that year. So like, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not saying last year, I, I last year. I I get what you're saying, Chris, when you're like, hey. uh, his ceiling isn't the same and I get it. Cause like, he's just, I, he's never going to give you 30 carries for 180 yards with two touchdowns and four catches for 60 yards. Right. He's just, he's going to give you 18 carries for 87 yards with a touchdown. And then like six for 60 in a, in a touch. It, it's just, a, I get it. So like, it's not there. I love him. PPR monster. So, I mean, Still young, yep. I think he's going to be 26 going into this season. And in the games he did play, Herbert fed him the rock. Like uh, he loved, he was gobbling up all those short, um, short underneath catches from Herbert. So I see no reason for that to change. And barring an injury, I see him as a top 10 running back next year, no problem. Yep, same. All right, number 12 on our rankings, Cam Akers, the second rookie, cracks our top 12, running back for the Los Angeles Rams. This is um, going to cause some drama, guys. Let's see. Sky, you have him at number 15. 
Yep. Uh, Chris, you got him at 14. And I have him at 9. So, Christian, plant your... You got some splaining to do. Yeah, plant your space beacon. I think the ceiling for Jonathan Taylor is the same ceiling for Cam Akers. Cam Akers has the best situation out of the rookies besides maybe CEH. Cam Akers uh, coming into the league was up there with Swift and Jonathan Taylor for uh, best... uh, what do you call the the combine numbers? Um, yeah, you, he was like, up there. He was top yeah, three. Yeah, he was in the conversations with all of them. Um, the fact that he went to the in, Rams, yeah, in, great situation. Uh, the only really knock is McVeigh hasn't used a a feature back since Gurley, and that was two years ago. So it's been a little bit, um, but that's the only knock, and it's the risk, and it's definitely a risk I am willing to take. Um, I think the guy who owns him in our league, though, he's he has the same mentality I do, so the price is going to be high. But I mean, I think I think he could finish at the top. He has, I like I said, same ceiling as as these other guys. Um, of course, I'd like another year to see where he ends up, but he finished this past year really strong, uh, which is exciting to see as well. So maybe I'm riding the hype train. Maybe I'm too high. Maybe I'm not, and he's gonna kill it. I don't know, but he's exciting. Yeah, he's a really uh, exciting player, really explosive player to watch. Yeah, he is exciting. He is explosive when he gets the touches, especially. Uh, the biggest thing is the running back committee, the lack of targets. You know, you'd see Malcolm Bar- Malcolm Brown out there beating him, but that just could be the rookie, you know, the rookie target factor that a lot of, you know, some of these rookie running backs don't get to get out on third down because of lack of experience, because of lack of pass blocking or, you know, stuff like that. So, um, I personally have him at 14. Uh, I see the potential of him being a top 10 running back. I just don't think he's there yet. Maybe another year. But uh, with the news of coming out that Goff might get beat out by... Uh, I did see that. <laughs> Wolford. By someone that doesn't Wolford. exist yet. <laughs> Wolford. Hey, don't don't knock Wolford, dude. He, he I mean... Uh, yeah, he was the that, CFL, he... right? Or yeah. the AFL? Oh, I didn't know he was from the CFL. <laughs> I don't know if he was the AFL or the CFL guy. It was him and the Cardinals guy were like the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I see the story you're telling about Akers, and I believe it. I love him, loved him as a prospect. You watch him play football, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's good at football. Right? Like when you were watching him in the playoffs against the Packers, watching him run, watching him just run into guys, it's like, oh, he like he is good at this. Um. But there's just there's names above him that I just wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I want Austin Eckler next year more than I want Cam Akers. Um, and that's not necessarily uh, to say that like Cam Akers doesn't have a brighter future. But I think Chris brought up a good point about the timeshare. You know, Daryl Henderson also looked really good, and Akers didn't look good until Henderson was hurt. Uh, you know, Henderson. Yeah, really... they. <laughs> They split the work early, then Akers missed some time, and Henderson really took control. And then Henderson got injured, and Akers kind of took the job back after Malcolm Malcolm Brown had it there for a couple games in the middle. And I'm not expecting Malcolm Brown to come back. But, yeah, I mean, I think think 
all the guys that we're about to start talking about are going to be above some of the guys we just talked about in a year. I just don't think I'm ready to put them there yet. Yeah, I mean, that's just dynasty, you know. When you see the production and consistency, you can't help but change your ranking. So it should be a fluid thing. So Cool. Good talks. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. I hope you have a good week. We'll catch you next time. Later, guys. Yeah, hey, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Later.